Davey Faulkner. And me, Stephen Dunn. Hello. So you've come back. Oh. Didn't expect you to see you here. No, we didn't. It's a dangerous move on your part, listeners. It's <laughs> a very dangerous move. But a pleasant surprise on our part. Yes, indeed. Thanks well, for hearing us out. Davey, what do we have uh, coming up on today's show? So, coming up today, we are reviewing and talking about John Wick, the Ooh. latest action adventure that nobody's talking about. <laughs> but, they, <laughs> but they should be. Oh, they definitely should be. And I think that's, that's quite a good reason for us to cover it, to be honest. Um, yeah. After that, we have Game of Thrones, uh, a it's going to have to be a bumper roundup because we're about episode it's six. Episode seven. Episode we're seven on, yeah. of season we five. We are cruising through that season. Oh, uh, so much going on, so much to cover. Uh, we're obviously not going to discuss it all. That would take up a whole new podcast. Um, we will basically try and summarise it and uh, see where we think it's going because yeah. at the moment it's anybody's guess, even for those like Davey who have read the books. I have no idea what's going on. No idea. I don't think George R. R. Martin knows what's going on. I don't think anyone does. I, I feel sorry for him. He's just sat there going, what are they doing with my baby? What are they doing? <laughs> baby. Uh, um, after that, we have... Avengers Revisited. No, it's not the third <laughs> Avengers film. We're just, as promised in a light sweet show, going to go back into it. A little bit more spoilers, so if you've still not seen it, go buy a ticket. You... Yeah, I don't know. How long can we span <laughs> this podcast out for? Two and a half yeah, hours? I reckon, yeah. you got time. Go now. Yeah. D- don't bother with popcorn. Just, just that's it. Sit, sit down. Phone off now. Go. The mid-credit um, ending scene as well, so you don't even have to sit through the entire credits. Well, yeah, that should time. save a few seconds off. That should, yeah. So go. Excellent. Um, after that, we'll have our music review section. I will be reviewing Tyler the Creator's new release, Cherry Bomb. It's um, I don't know what to make of it. So I guess that's either a really good or a really bad thing. So, <laughs> Great. Yeah. Top reviewing there. Yeah. I'm going to be reviewing. Django Django's new album, which is such a great band name. It is an incredible band name. It's so good they named them twice. Uh, their new album, Born Under Saturn. Oh. Yeah. And a little story that goes with me buying the album. I oh, bought really? it on vinyl, of course. Oh, 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 oh. No, I'm a fan of vinyl, but a lot of people, there's a lot of backlash. You know, it's kind of like, it's becoming the in thing again, but that means there's automatically going to be someone that thinks it's awful oh, well, no. again so <laughs> that's but, um, true whenever something popular there are twats that like it yeah that that's the rule that, them's the rules <laughs> am i one of them that's for you to make your mind up <laughs> um and to top things off we have a little roundup of uh, sort of entertainment news just things that have been going on in sort of video gaming movies films anything we sort of missed out um plus hopefully a smattering of real life news sort of yeah act- a little bit actual Bring news. it all back to reality yeah oh just well, to... without further ado, on with the show! John Wick. The film Kia Nobody's Seen. <laughs> how long have you been thinking? How long has that been stored in that brain of yours? About two seconds. That's oh, how oh. I operate. Nice. Nicely done. But to be honest, yeah, it hasn't... Whether it's just because we're from the UK or what... Haven't yeah. heard anything about it until no, quite it's recently. It's still out in the cinemas, though. It's got a fairly long yeah. and well, you know, it's in a lot of cinemas. It's not like a localised thing. For anyone that doesn't know, um, John Wick, just basically uh, an insane action thriller uh, that came out in the US 2014. It was yeah, last late year. 2014. But obviously, it's, it, because it was quite a small budget film, it's taken its time to get sort of a widespread release. Mm. I think it's been out in the cinemas in the US for a little bit, and it's only just made it over here. Um, yeah, about a we're month. We're talking about or so. it now, so it hasn't been. Yeah, for us, it hasn't been very long, and I'm thoroughly 
thoroughly impressed yeah we it. both caught up with it and we loved it yeah, yeah I mean, it deserves the hype that it's well it's, yeah. it's got a small sort of cult fault it's already sort of a bit of a cult classic and it's still it, in the cinema which it is, helps i think it helps being the fact that it is a bit more low budget and it's mm. it's still got this big star attached but i mean he's basically it i mean keanu is the He's the character driver. Willem Dafoe is a supporting oh, actor. A <laughs> Let's very, not. That's a very good point, actually. I always forgot Al- about Alfie that. Alfie yeah. Allen is also a supporting <laughs> actor. True, so, yeah. you know, two. Yeah. One, one quite topical actor at the moment in Game of Thrones, obviously. That's true, yeah. Playing a very similar character as far as his oh, sort of swattishness goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah really, I, I feel it. sorry for him because he's, he's taken these gigs. He's going to be typecast as that dickhead. But, well. What, what can you do? For anyone still wondering what the heck John Wick is, because I think that's one of the things I like about the film, is its title yeah. gives absolutely nothing away about John yeah. Wick. It's just the name of someone. But that is quite integral to the film, and we'll talk about it a bit later. It is, yes. So, Stephen, give a little rundown. What is John Wick? John Wick, it starts out 10 minutes in. You won't even know yeah. it's an action film. No. It seems like I started watching it, um, obviously from the trailers. We knew it was an action film, but if you went in cold, if you had no idea, all you knew it was called John Wick, and it starred Keanu Reeves. The first 10 minutes, it unfolds. It's uh, basically a guy with his dog. His wife has passed away quite recently, bequeathed the dog to him. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, of, of course, something extremely sad and dramatic has to happen to follow said um, wife's yeah. death, which is the um, home invasion yeah. and the murder of the dog as well. <gasps> Some horrible Russian Now, this baddies. will put a lot of people off seeing the film. Yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> you know, I see puppy deaths. I mean, if, if you just watched the first 10 minutes and switched it off, you'd think that John Wick is going to be about this, uh, you know, this really down and out guy on the path to redemption after the worst that has ever happened to him. Um, it's really not about that, is it? I mean, mm, well, no. In one sense, it is. <laughs> it is. In the other but sense, there's a lot more bullets than a that lot story. More bullets than the sort of sad, dramatic kind of story. A death he does lots of soul searching by putting metal bullets in people's faces. <laughs> what I love is like when you first watch it, like death is the worst thing that he can imagine. His wife has just died. His dog has just died. He's by the end of the film, it out like hard coffee. It's crazy. Like death becomes like not even a thing by the end of no. it. It's just there's so much death by the end that it just isn't like a thing anymore. It's really kind of desensitizing. But I think that's kind of what's great about it in that the um it's that juxtaposition, like that that horrible death at the beginning and everything that's it's played out in sort of really kind of sad and dramatic and then by the end it just becomes about sort of the choreography of the violence it's yeah. not violence that it's kind of divorced from from the actual real world implications because i mean the choreography is just excellent it, we're directed by two stuntmen isn't it yeah that, one mean, of which... them i'm just looking at the imdb page oh, very nice. <laughs> recycling some facts for our podcast <laughs> recycling's good for the planet it is steal some stuff Chad Stahelski was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the Matrix movies. Yeah, so, you know, so that... A working relationship with the old Keanu. Yeah, so it, you kind of can tell it is a bit of a sort of um, project kind of, of love has gone into, can't you? Just because of the fact that it doesn't play up to all the stereotypes of your action movie. And the, the choreography is so good that you can tell somebody knows what they're doing. Someone yeah, along the definitely. Line behind that camera knows what they're doing. It's uh, right. fantastic. So going back to the name of the film, John Wick, he also has another name in the film, Baba Yeager. We'll just play a clip right now, which is one of my favourite moments in the film. He once was an associate to ours. We called him 
Baba Yaga. The boogeyman? Well, John wasn't exactly the boogeyman. He was the one you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman. Well, that was a pretty exciting clip, the Bibbidi clip. It um, really sums up the thing that I, I love about the character of John Wick and his relation to everyone around him. In most kind of action movies, like I think are taken, right? Yeah. Liam Neeson's character, he knows that he can take these bad guys down. The bad guys are really cocky and are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then yeah. it just becomes a standard kind of like shootout scenario. Mm-hmm. In John Wick, from before we've even seen John himself like kill anyone in or a in a, in fight, a fight scene, any the for the big act for the first action scene, the whole film. It's explained just how much the main villain of the film is terrified of him. Everyone is shit scared Everybody. of John Wick. And that is, I think, one of the main differences between this and most other sort You're of similar action mill, films. Yeah. It's not, yeah, every man, like, oh, coming against the odds. It's like, Willie, won't he? Oh, we know he's, like, the audience knows that they're really cool and badass, but the bad guys are just like, yeah. you know, it, it, there's none of that. It's just everybody, including you, should be terrified. John Wick is like death coming for you, yeah. and everyone in the film knows it. It's just a matter of time. It's great. And but, that doesn't take away from the tension, even though you know, obviously, because no. it's just... The way they handle that quite nicely, I think, like you say, there's no lack of intention. You, you don't feel he's invincible because there are certain points throughout the fights where he, he gets the shit beaten out of him it kind of re- like Daredevil I he... was going to say this yeah very like Daredevil he really does get the shit kicked out it's really such a physical film yeah and it's the fact he kind of gets back up afterwards which really yeah. makes him he's he's like he's relentless he mm. will not stop it's not that he's invincible it's just he's got the determination and the mm. skill set to just like to keep on going basically yeah. like you know obviously it's set up quite nicely um, in the film there's sort of a there's an underworld but it's not really like your standard criminal underworld it's all very organised very kind of yeah. you know with the whole there's some it gold gives you coins. it gives you enough information that you need it doesn't go into it no. too much it was, I think it would distract a bit yeah the, the yeah. villain is the villain just because of what his son does to John Wick that, exactly, that's literally yeah. it there's no other motives in there there's a bit of history that's touched upon yeah. but it doesn't ever cloud it too much it yeah. doesn't get all seeped in backstories because no. it's not necessary for the film and, I mean the backstory constantly serves the fact that John Wick can go on these rampages yeah. and you know it just sets up everything beautifully and it fills things in rather than like filling stuff out like, you know it kind of it builds on the core story Absolutely. And doesn't distract you. So yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah, just throughout the film it builds. So the name John Wick, it's a fi- like obviously you don't know the name as when you go into the film, no. but every character you meet in the film is like shit, John Wick. Yeah, John Wick. You, so you pissed off John Wick. The impact of that name of a film like yeah. that becomes when you leave the cinema. It's You're just like, like John Wick. Yeah, and I mean you've got obviously the fact that he's got a bit of a short fuse, like literally. Wick, you know, he kind of Ooh, you only see it, it you only really see it. Like obviously he's he's always on the go when he's fighting, but you, we only really get the opportunity to properly see him angry emotionally rather than physically. And like one key point in the film, I think. Mm. Um and so that really kind of emphasizes just how like crazy and short tempered he can be, you know? Like he isn't necessarily a rational human being. He he's really skilled, but he's still driven a lot by like his his emotions, and, which I think is really like it's a, it's a pretty nuanced character to be honest. For yeah. a guy who's like could just devolve into running around, blam blam blam, killing everyone, they still constantly give him these little you know 
sort of bits and pieces here and there which like, had him out of character. Yeah, but played very well by Keanu Reeves, who has, yeah. let's say, he's had his fair share of critics over the years for his sort of slightly wooden, straight down true, the line actually, a yeah. bit plastic acting. So, yeah, kudos to him. Definitely. And the supporting cast, everyone's great in it, really sells this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, William Defoe, I'd, I'd like to have seen him a bit more in it, to be honest with you, but I think yeah, he it's, serves it's nice it well. having him such a small character, really. Yeah. Just yeah. by, you know, because well, he fucked the trend. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alfie Allen did a tremendous job at being the twat like we touched upon earlier someone's um, got to do it really he does it well would you say like, this is where it gets quite interesting you've got technically the primary villain is the Russian sort of uh, mob boss who we heard in the clip speaking to his son yeah but really him and John Wick seem more of a par with each other like respect each other they respected oh, each other yeah. beforehand and up until the end they respect each other so you've got this kind of secondary villain in the sun that actually, when you look back on it, he is the main antagonist of the entire film. Yeah, it's, it's not a big sort of like say antagonist in the film. It's no. more just John Wick's journey for yeah. revenge. There's no major villain in it. No. There's no sort of bad evil plot or anything. It's very much John Wick's film and sort yeah. of the characters that are in his way almost to get to revenge. And that's his goal. It's not to stop an evil or anything which makes yeah. it a nice change from the sort of big especially superheroes are quite saturated at the moment yeah oh, that sort of action very film good point, so actually. yeah yeah made it interesting yeah right so i think that about rounds up our review of john yes. wick we both very highly one last thing yeah for people that enjoy like like not necessarily fight scenes but like um films with like incredibly well matched up sort of music and sound effects and things it's got like the soundtrack is ridiculously yeah. good like by itself I gave it a listen it's like Meh. but you put it together with the visuals and the way they've timed it and choreographed it and it's like it's really mm. it re- it's really rewarding to watch it's not just like look at that pow pow it's really set out and the music kind of brings it all together and just yeah so, so check out the soundtrack yeah. it's uh, definitely worth a listen so all round great film go and see it go find it go watch it absolutely How should many- be out um, because of the whole thing with it being released in the US a bit earlier it should be out on Blu-ray if you missed the cinema release should be out on DVD and Blu-ray fairly soon fairly soon yeah, yeah. how many duns are you giving it I'm giving it a full five out of five duns five duns so there I'm, you go that's set the benchmark quite high for this podcast he can't go any higher he can't, go any he higher can't see a film he prefers to John Wick now so there you go there we are highly recommended and that's the floor of the dun system also <laughs> the beauty of it Okay, on to the next feature. Now we're going to talk about the Avengers. Uh, back- Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what? As Good. as promised last week. Yes. So this is the point in the show where if you haven't seen Avengers yet for some reason, I don't go know, watch it. <laughs> even, you go, even if you don't like it. Well, if you, you don't like, like it, I'm not really sure why you're listening to this. That's a very good point. Really, you know. So yeah, go watch it. It's very good. good. You've watched, yeah, brilliant. Let's talk. So right, I'm gonna go straight in with the uh, nitty gritty. The ending. The ending. The ending. Uh, Nicely sets up. We've got like Captain America. Everyone's everyone's saying goodbye. They've all saved the world again. Yada yada yada. Captain America stays behind. He does with uh, Black Widow to nicely introduce some all new Avengers. Very nicely introduced. Very nicely indeed. The ending is that payoff. Avengers. For anyone that 
hasn't seen it, which well, they have seen it. Everyone, 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 everyone listening now has seen so it. So you can all agree with us that that was an extremely the good perfect ending. Perfect ending. Perfect ending. Um, obviously not new characters. They've all been, uh, to be fair, they've all been quite subtly integrated. Yeah, well, in the, the individual the films, yeah, sort of sidekicks and sort of yeah, things. Um, in a way that it it wasn't obvious to me. And like obviously with the Marvel contracts, you know that you can look ahead and you can work out what's going to happen where. Yeah. But for those who haven't, like I had no idea that these guys are being lined up as no. the new Avengers. It, it looks to me like because this is this was all news to me when that film ended. So I was like, what? Um, it looks to me like after Infinity War, they're just going to kind of draw a line under everyone old, in Phase yeah, One, the two, old three. guard. And potentially, like, do a reboot of the of the whole thing. Just well, with these. they've got sort well, of some of the characters they can carry over. I think yeah. the, the original, you know, the big, well, four or five. Yeah. So, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk. Again, and I guess it's sort of peripheral characters like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that have appeared. They'll in... probably, you know, retire them out. The actors have been doing quite a few films now. Yeah, I mean, they they can't keep it going. One, storyline-wise, they can't. And two, yeah. actor-wise, they're like, there's only so many contracts they're going to want to sign up to. Yeah. And Chris Evans has already indicated that he's not too keen on being in any other films after his contract expired, besides ones that he's directed. And I can't really see him directing another a sort of Marvel film himself I can't see him taking that on no. I mean if he did fair play but yeah, they've got to be getting to the point now where they've been doing this for years now yeah like, the, ca- the characters sort of, of had you know three or four film story yeah. arcs which is a lot more than most characters get in cinema yeah, definitely so. so they need to start bringing them through so yeah. at the end of the film we see sort of the new lineup, as yeah. it were. So Captain America and yeah, Scarlet. Scarlett Johansson sort of as the ringleaders. Stanley, they're yeah. kind of you know going to train them up because they they say they're a bit sort of shabby yeah, at the so moment. We have the newly introduced sort of uh, mutant sort of speech marks um, cyborg guy. Yeah, character we have. So that was um, Scarlet Witch. We had. Oh, we? oh, you. I was talking about the visions. So oh yeah, we've about... got yeah, of course. So those two characters introduced, which is quite nice because they're both introduced at the very end, which kind of mm-hmm. bookmarks. Um, yeah, the Avengers there, and then brings them into this this new lot. So we have who do we? Scarlet Witch, the Vision. We've um, got Falcon. Falcon, yep, from who, Captain I think America. Is pretty too. good character. That's pretty cool. That Anthony is helped because I mean the film he's in. His first film, Captain America 2, yeah, incredible. Good. Yep. So that is really sort of bolstered by that. Um, who else? We've got War we Machine. Oh, yeah. Iron Man's yeah. buddy. Yeah, that's it. So that's, uh, I can't remember the character's name now other than being War Machine. Yeah, no, that's pretty decent. Silver Iron Man. Because then you've still got arguably one of the coolest aspects of the Marvel universes. And what kickstarted it all was yeah. Iron Man and all his cool suits and gadgets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you still got that tie. So it's nice that you've still got that link into it, even though Downey Jr. is going to be sort of, I expect, departing series. You still, we're still going to get some of that cool, like, pew, pew. Nicely described. Crazy suit action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen's there. We talked about her. Um, well, there's some more cast confirmed for Captain America 3, which I think will pick up from this pretty much yes. straight away really yeah. no it should so well do I think that's turning into its own sort of Avengers film it's Civil War which yeah implications, implications. possibly for some of the main sort of current Avengers well, like well Robert Downey Jr. is in, is going to be in this film is that how they're going to leave um, is it going to be a from sort of doing, doing a bit just reading about sort of all the news that's been on it is based yeah. on the, the comic. comic book story Civil War which apparently is it's one of the most 
popular ones, and it's yeah. where essentially Iron Man and Captain America fall on the wrong, like two different sides of a big like, what do we do with the superheroes? Yeah, topic, um, and it is, it is it is a civil war amongst the superheroes, so could be pretty it's out there yeah. to be honest with you it could take a quite a bit of a darker turn than some of the Marvel films especially given you know some of the some of Marvel's output cinematically like quite recently what with Daredevil and you know a few more you know yeah. nuanced baddies and stuff um, yeah it could it could take a lot darker well, turn we've got some other characters coming in like Paul Rudd's Ant-Man he'll be in it oh yeah so will he because it comes out after yeah it ah, comes out after so Ant-Man that's quite good that they're already integrating him because I was yeah. thinking they might you know just sort of Guardians of the Galaxy style um, just sort of have it there as an offshoot um, of the cinematic universe and not really integrate him but that, no that's really good news that they're, they've already got plans to bring him in bring them all in yeah so and sort of from the Avengers to who they're going to be facing, not in Civil War, but going forward, there yes. are other bits in Avengers Age of Ultron that set that up, particularly yeah. with Thor. He had his own sort of side plot going on, which, yeah, which yeah, I think has drawn the most criticism from but the film. It was a little botched, I think. Yeah, I they think had to so. edit some stuff down to keep it short, so it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. No, because I think with a bit more exposition, that could have been like, it could have been a really strong point Thor of the film. just goes, I need to go. Ends up at Royal Holloway University. Where there's a little pool Just in the ground that slab. is apparently a reflection of all the universes or what have you, and which is particularly convenient. Yeah, so it opens the... a box that we don't know where that's come from. Right. He, I mean, he has a little vision thing. I mean, it's fairly similar to um, the sort of exposition scene about the Infinity Stones in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Although that was... I guess it wasn't quite as obvious there because it was a pulpy sci-fi film anyway. A lot of this crazy information was kind of taken for granted, mm. whereas it stands out a little more forced in... Especially in a film adventures. with so many big set pieces and everything. It was a little yeah. bit detracting yeah. to go to. But anyway, regardless of the criticism of the film itself, it, it still does... sets things up really nicely. So it talks about the Infinity Stones, which there's six stones yes. in the galaxy or unit, whatever, the Marvel Universe, yes, yeah. that are being monitored by the big Thanos. bad man himself joshy brolin destroyer of worlds who Given so his... far has just sat on a big floaty yeah, metal yeah. chair i'm really hoping he, he wow. is just completely badass i well, mean it, in the, from the comics yeah. he should be in the post credit sting you do see him sort of get his ass off the chair and go finally yeah oh, fine i'll do it myself grabs the infinity gauntlet which i believe comics wise he puts that on when he collects all the gems and sticks He's them in his all glove. powerful and whatnot, it's he very will bad. Destroy worlds like the likes of which you have never seen. So, so. We'll, do, we'll do a little recap on where the Infinity Stones are right. now. One. One of them is with the Zandarians. Yep. From Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Second one, most recently, has been stuck in the Vision's forehead. Forehead. Where he can conveniently the fire mind, lasers. Out mi- of. So that's the mind gem. The most powerful We've of them got all. Got the. Where's it? The power gem i don't know Can't. then we've got that so cosmic cube that's that's the one in a well. it's guardians of the galaxy the oh, right, cosmic yeah. cube is another one that's the space one that's the cube from so the, the first what are we on now Avengers. three yep we've got another <laughs> one on. the other one is with the collector still from guardians of the galaxy which was given to him in the thor to post credits that's oh, the one right. that possesses okay what's her face so he natalie had, portman so he so the collector would have had Jane that one Foster. and the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Yeah. 
had things not gone tits up <laughs> tits up in guardians cool. right okay, so he's so got one so that's four accounted for there's still two left one in the s- no the one in the scepter that was the mind that was stone the power one oh the se- oh, loki scepter sorry yeah yeah that was, that was the mind the, that, one. so we've discussed that the, one that the other ones <laughs> who knows but that is sort of why thor goes off at the end of film saying four of these stones have turned up in the last few years that's not a coincidence yeah i need to go research this so which leads us on to thor 3 Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Sounds dangerous. sounds like some kind of concept album he's doing. Sounds incredibly dangerous. So that's in- literally no idea about that yet. No, not much details no. being released. Also set up in this film, which I'm guessing will another event, future Avenger, the Pink Panther, the, the Black Panther. <laughs> Da-da. 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 Um, yeah, that is really nicely set up. I had no idea until Davey filled me in after the movie. Right. <laughs> Steven, it was a nice film. But- <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> My reputation on this podcast is in, is in tatters. Um, yeah, anywho, very very nicely set up, but with uh, Andy Serkis's character, yeah. Ulysses someone or other. Ulysses South African claw. Yeah, um, pretty intense little cameo from him. It was really good. Mm. I, I wanted more of his character to be in the film. Turns out the reason he wasn't is because they're saving him to be the villain in the Black yeah. Panther. Pink Panther. Pink Panther. <laughs> Any colour Solving crimes. Yeah, killing peeps. In. What, what, what? There's probably... It's set in Africa. There's yeah. probably going to be diamonds in it. That is very <laughs> true. That is very <laughs> true. Um, two and two together. Uh, Black Panther, is is he essentially like a mercenary he, kind of He, character? I believe he is an African prince of the fictional... Um, <laughs> What's it called? W- Wakanda. Wakanda. <laughs> I love Wakanda. I love like ethnically specific yeah. fake names. That sounds like an African like, country. Oh, I love them. It's, they're brilliant. So yeah, um, he is. Yeah. He is a prince of Wakanda. 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 What? But no, that's a real place. We can't Rwanda. say Wakanda. That's Rwanda. We can't, like you saying that like there's some kind of copyright on <laughs> other African countries are available. Yeah. So yeah, and that fictional country is apparently the source of all vibranium. So, you know, it could tie into Captain America. Yeah, absolutely. I All mean, kinds of tie-ins. It's a big knotty ball of I mean, yeah, there's some mess. stuff that we're talking about that's definitely going to link in. And there's some stuff that may go off and just be like a little nod to the comics or just help to sort of tie everything together. Because to, to Marvel's credit, they've done a really good job of bringing any and all of the movies together like yeah so the far Infinity there's been very Stones. few obvious plot holes i've yet yeah. to sort of pick up one unless you really dig there's not yeah, much yeah. it's very kevin feige has held it together very he really well has. i think he's the one guy who basically he knows is everything like, he's he's sorted this all out he's, i assume he's got I, he's like so minted. He's you know in heroes so the original series of heroes yeah. um where hero the character hero has all those like Oh yeah, yeah. So he, that yeah. must be what it's just like Kevin Feige. <sighs> he can see. Don't all, let the cat in this room. Oh Avengers, god! All Avengers at all times. He's just, just like, oh, how do I keep dragging all that? Yeah, yeah. Incredible, incredible job. So, yeah. So next up to look forward to in Avengers will be Ant Man, which yes. is coming out later this year. Paul Rudd. So that's something to look forward to. A bit off the, a bit out there. A yeah, bit like, definitely. Bit, but then so was Guardians of the Galaxy, and that turned out to be incredible. So yeah, absolutely. You know, our so, fingers crossed. Yeah, look out for it. Give it a watch, definitely. It's going to make money one way or the other. I mean, Marvel have <laughs> yeah. just done such a good job now that not even their slap a Marvel sticker on it. Not even their crazy gambles, which is arguably what Guardians was. That was yeah. like, shall we take a risk? Yeah, let's do it. 
even that, I mean, the first run paid off and then it became like such a huge hit. So even if Ant-Man's not great, even if not a huge amount of people see it, they're still going to make like incredible money off of it, aren't they? And it's, it's good that he's going to be integrated. Sweet deal, they've yeah, got. Right. Ideal. So next so, up. Game of Thrones! We are going to be talking about that, yeah. Yeah. Like Stephen's not just saying things. I'm not just saying things. Show Stephen likes. SpongeBob SquarePants! That's what you're in for first. I'm <laughs> trying to think. I just, I'm gonna, I don't know. I haven't watched it in years. <laughs> Days. Anyway, um, anyway. Yes, Game of Thrones. Uh, we've decided to use, we could recap everything that's happened we could and you could listen to us for the next three hours <laughs> we decided to condense our discussion slightly um, by using the latest episode um hard home yep as a sort of springboard go hard or for, go hard home that's <laughs> what i always say for our uh, discussion so uh, a lot of things happened in that latest episode it almost feels like like nothing really happened in the previous no, seven, seven episodes, episodes and it all happened had. in that one. I know, I was what? thinking that. I did think, like, oh, wow, finally, like, everything's coming to a head. I can't wait to see how the rest of the season unfolds, of which there are two more episodes. <laughs> so I just thought, what's going to... Like, that's a whole other year now that we've got to wait. <laughs> uh, but anyway, a, a very, very, very good episode. Incre- yeah, one of the best episodes, I think, I've seen I mean, a couple of Game of Thrones. A couple of big things happen, but what's quite nice is that each... Each character, really, um, that we've been following through season five, seems to get there's something something fairly pivotal or something quite exciting happens. Yeah, either in this episode or the episode before, something, something has happened. All the characters have started moving along. Quite yeah, nice. which is nice. I mean, the, the pacing is maybe maybe we did need a bit of a build up to everything suddenly going crazy. I don't know, but it would have been nice to have at least half a season left after this. Okay, so but um. To start with, we'll go to everyone's favourite crier, Sansa Stark. <laughs> Can you blame her? Can you blame her? <laughs> no, she's no. had the shittiest Probably lunch. this awful time, but um, yeah. things are only getting worse. It's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> downhill. It's <laughs> I don't know, so actually, no, there, there's a slight glimmer of hope, which you could argue in the world where's of Game the, of Thrones. Where's the glimmer? Always, where's the uh, shitty, uh, soot-covered glitter <laughs> in Winterfell? She now knows that her two brothers, formerly believed to be dead at the hands of Theon, are actually alive. Can't wait till she finds out where they are. Where's Bran? In a tree. In the middle of In the middle of the north. Oh, where's where's Rickon? Tree man. I don't know. <laughs> He's... Where where do you Rickon Rickon is, Stephen? Don't... <laughs> well the la- the last we knew, Rickon was ricking across the landscape What's with that, that lady Osha. the wildling lady. Osha. And Hodor. Our favourite monosyllabic. No, 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 because no, Hodor is with Bran. Oh, is in he? In a tree. Yeah. Is he still with? Hodor's with Bran and the Reeds, Jojen and Mira. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, he's yes. gone. No, he's not. Jo- the, the boy. Oh, Jojen The annoying died, boy he? got, like, eaten or something. Anyway, that was season <laughs> four. Season four spoilers. <laughs> that definitely happened. Probably done this like, yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, it. anyone listening should definitely die? have watched. Wow. Yeah, because we're a professional we podcast and we do leg, our research. His leg, <laughs> his leg got hurt, right? She's there's yeah, this dramatic moment where his sisters are like, no, let me save him, and Brad's like, nah, mate, nah, bro, he's a goner. We gotta go, mate, <laughs> Me, to the tree, blood. Gotta go find the tree man, blood. That sound like something Brown would say, but I believe you. I remember this. And now. then, but anyway, the significance of that is they're actually still alive, and Sansa's now like, "What? 
I've got new purpose in life besides being the horrible sex play thing of Ramsey Bolton. Oh, she's got she's got something going for her now. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, she's got she is Winterfell to aim for. She's after that. Yeah, she could, I could I could see her reclaiming. You know, Winterfell yeah. once once things sort of settle down a bit. I guess I don't know. It's not funny. <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, she's having a horrible time. She's having a horrible time. But anyway. hopefully Brienne swoops in at some point soon and rescues her and or kills the, the Boltons for what they have done. On to brighter things. Arya becoming a child soldier. <laughs> Jesus. A George, what are you writing? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's finally happened, which is good. Well, it hasn't. She's got her first but, mission. Yes, which is... In the is, Game of Thrones, the video game. Yes. This is, you know... Tutorial's over. GOT Assassin's Creed. Boy! I would play that. I would, I would play that game. Yeah, probably would too. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, not a lot sort of happening as far as anything else around Aya. We've basically narrowed it right down, haven't we? There's no explanation of like where she is really. She's in, in Bravos. I mean, she's in Bravos, but we haven't really seen much of Bravos, have we? We've just seen no, which is the Many Faced God Temple and a little bit of this wharf that she's at. I'm guessing because um, it's all the restrictions of the show, it's all yeah. the time scale. Like the, in the book, Bravos is developed quite a lot is more. It explored, it's painted yeah. as a very sort of. It's basically Venice if you sort yeah. of take in different parts of Game of Thrones as cities. It's all sort of canals, and there's people dressed up sort of as Renaissance Italian yeah. people. With I mean, they've nailed that pretty sorts. much with the the fact that they've got like a waterfront sort of market. You can tell it's a seafaring kind of yeah, place. Yeah, but um, I guess. Yeah, maybe there's that to come. You know, the more I uh, develops, you know, mm. and will she stay in? Bravo? There's some sort will of characters she where she's like, there's a um, the cockle merchant. She sort of yeah. works under him as an apprentice, and he sort. Of, I guess uh, it's a slimlining everything. Yeah. There's a seal in it who's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you like seals... Read the books. Read the books. If you You're like seals and show. detail, <laughs> read the books. <laughs> uh, but, um, but interesting, and it's good to finally see her making progress. Because before that, it's very ambiguous yeah. as to whether she was actually making any form of progress with yeah. the, the faceless peeps. So if Arya went back to Winterfell, maybe... That would be... Ooh. That would Ooh. be an ideal. Claim it. Turns sort of up, goes. Oi, Sansa, got three wishes. Who are you gonna kill? And then, um, who? Oh, who would be on that list? Who, well, who would? I think Ramsay Bolton might. Yes, Joffrey would have been, but he's uh, he's gone. He's gone. Um, I don't know. That's about <laughs> it. Ra- the the Boltons, basically. The Boltons, yeah. Walder Frey, maybe. But I I reckon it might be quite nice if everyone. Arrives at Winterfell at the same time. So you got Arya turns up. You got uh, Stannis, Stannis on the marching march. on. Oh, that's another thing to talk about. Yeah. Yes. Stannis marching yes. on Winterfell. Oh, exciting! Will bit, it happen? Won't it happen? Will he just get snowy? Winter yeah. is finally potentially Winter coming. Has shown so, coming. so, <laughs> whoa! It's getting chilly. So, um, so, so that could be pretty interesting. Imagine if winter came right uh, when everyone is fighting at Winterfell. That'd be pretty cool. You know, you know how winter works. It's not like a bam. Oh, yeah, look at this but, glorious sunshine. Yeah, what? It does, no. it does in Westeros, doesn't it? It's getting, it's getting colder. It's getting snowy. It's getting it? chilly. That's, that's the general theme. Um, people who are anywhere near Winterfell or Westeros is Daenerys, Tyrion, and Sajora. Sajora, the man with the 
the power. I was going to let you ride that one out. <laughs> no, no. I'm trying to think of something rhyme with Jorah that would have made him seem like a Explorer. badass warrior. Warrior? Explorer. Jorah, the... Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. He has done some quite some exploring. He knows everything. The walking encyclopedia. Yes. Oh, that's the city of... That is true, actually. That <laughs> is true. Like, oh, he does cool. know a rather a lot. Yeah. Some of those t- other pages making it up. Yeah. <laughs> that Just trying oh, to get into Daenerys' pants. It's just making up shit all over He's that place. guy who knows... Yeah. He knows everything about anything, but <laughs> only about sort of five things worth of information. So if she asked him any extra questions, he'd be just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Khaleesi. I made that up. I made it all up. <gasps> but um, anyway, he's having a pretty exciting time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I can't see it panning out too well for him, to be honest. Are you not entertained? Oh, That's incredible. What That's what's going to happen. Hopefully, yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, that should know, Jor is going to be involved in the fighting pits. The only way you can get close to Daenerys is by... Winning her heart over again, which is never going to happen. By, by doing killing. something she doesn't like. Yeah, by doing something that goes against her ethos completely. Like, it's like her going, I don't really like musicals, then becoming a musical theatre actor. <laughs> I'll win her back. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't see it going too well for him, to be honest. If he wins, she's still not going to take him back. No. Most likely he's going to lose because this is Game of Thrones and that's what happens to all the good characters. Yeah, he'll have a noble bow out, maybe. I don't know what else they can do with this Do with him, really, no. no. He's, got, he's done his uh, purpose. Tyrion's got to Marine. Yeah, that is true. Which, be Which is very interesting. Nice little interaction that, between those two. That was some very good dialogue that they had because um, I, I wondered how they're going to handle it. Yeah. I thought Daenerys is going to go off the rails yeah. and like there's going to be a big hoo-ha, but it was actually... Fairly, fairly sedate. A fairly I mean, tame hoo-ha. They've both the been. Scale. It actually highlighted how they're both kind of in a similar situation as far as their families and things, yeah. and you know, sort of outcast from Westeros, the both of them. So drew some quite nice parallels, and uh, I think their partnership has got uh, quite some potential <laughs> down the line. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon you. together with Tyrion's head for like tactics and. Yeah. politics more than just all out war yeah he did they pretty should. well as Hand of the King yeah they should definitely um, they should do pretty well I can see I can see it working right now to King's Landing Ta-da! Uh, potentially one of the most interesting parts yes Cersei giving power to the church. to basically everyone that would benefit her and it's now backfired completely <laughs> so. Cersei big tear but then again really this show is really good at just making me feel sorry for people that don't deserve it. Yeah. Like, you know, a couple of seasons ago, Cersei, I'd be like, yeah, good. Good that she's like licking water off the floor Cersei of a dirty prison cell and shit. Yeah. But now I'm like, nah, man, oh, come on. Cersei. You know, like she's, she's, just she's a, a family woman looking out for kids. You've got locked away in this dungeon. But I mean, to be fair, she does deserve it. Yeah, probably. She, and she brought of, it all herself. She, she is, did. She did. Yeah. She has played with power. Wouldn't she think? Like with all the rumours going around King's Landing, wouldn't you think, well, if I get involved with these guys who love like calling people out on stuff they've done that's bad, surely that's going to backfire on me. But then it's the whole, is she completely blinded by losing herself yes. to Marjorie? Quite you know, probably. In fact, yes. Losing power, exactly. She is, yeah. yeah. And it was all going well with a little smile, and then bam. Bam. You locked up too. Oh, You're ooh. going to jail now. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I, I, we kind of, me and David both kind of know what's, what's coming in that respect as far as her punishment and yeah. things I don't know the only thing I don't know is where they're going to go from there 
Will yeah, she be kind of? of it's, it's very rapidly approaching where the books are up to. So, so it's, it's, it's what, what? I don't know happen? how she gets out of it. I don't no. know if she does. Don't know what happens to so sort that, of so the ruling should. of King's Landing, as it were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that that plot line will resolve itself by the end of this season and won't carry over. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm worried about, kind of. There's so yeah. much going on with all the characters. Yeah. Are they going to cliffhang everything? Yeah. Are, we, are we not going to get any answers at all no. until a year's time? No. Can't be dealing with that. Okay. I need answers now. You won't have to. <laughs> Next, up north, Jon Snow. Jon Snow. the standout piece of the episode and season. And the he's show. maybe the best battle in the show. So yes, good. I would say so. Oh, it's incredible, amazing, completely for the most part because it's completely unexpected. Yeah, the battle at Blackwater. You had a bit of hype based on the books. Yeah, um, you know any other sort of like battles and things you've had have all been sort of fairly small scale, especially if they appeared earlier yeah. on. Well, I mean, the wall. The wall last season was pretty that big. Pretty much set the benchmark, yeah. but this is completely. Oh done it over basically isn't it i mean the budget's increased for the show which helps and they can fully realize because you know imagine if they had this budget now for blackwater yeah it'd, it'd probably stick out in our minds a bit more than it, it sort yeah, of does true. but no this battle the battle of hard home was an amazing it gave us amazing plot point the biggest look at the sort of big bads in the yes series really that haven't really been touched upon that much in no the i mean saw up till now in the series but it's such a i don't know whether they've been limited a bit by the books or what have you but in most tv shows several of these plot points would have happened already daenerys would have already made it over to westeros in some show yeah um the white walkers already like or something similar would have already caused a bigger ruckus than they have whereas it's amazing that they've been able to sort of keep the tension somewhat but you think the last time they had any proper interaction with the white walkers i mean that was ages ago yeah, I that mean, was ages. Last season, where what? Not that wasn't even. Interaction. It wasn't even an interaction. It was. So what, we got, got brief the very, clips. very first episode where it shows yeah. two of the Nights Watch getting attacked by a white. That's walker. it. Yeah. The, and, then, the, um, and then Sam Tarly bumping into one. Yeah. I mean, they've had the sort of reanimated dead. As John yeah. Snow saved Mormont from that. He might season one or two. I think that was yeah, either the beginning of Very two or end of one. Yeah. yeah. So they've been a threat for a while, these White Walkers. Mm. They just haven't actively sort of marched against uh, anybody yet. Yeah. But that's all about to change. I think that's the most exciting thing I'm looking forward to, is everything exactly. just coming to a head. The main catalyst is going to be everyone's shit scared of the White Walkers, basically. Oh, no. it should, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see the political allegiances and everything just sort of vanish when, yeah, that's when everything the... goes wrong yeah. for the humans. But also it's going to be interesting at the wall now, because... Yeah. A lot of what happened at the wall up to this point was sort of the balance, like, is Jon Snow doing the right thing as a leader? Should yeah. he be getting the wildlings over? But now, you know, a good proportion of the of the rangers have all seen these White Walkers, so will that mean Jon Snow's got more support than he already did? Quite possibly. It was very divided Quite, Yeah, and I mean, the, I mean, the wildlings were a big happy. force as well, and if they mm. rally round because of this common enemy, that seems to be the only thing that the wildlings are focused on, really. They... they they were banded together under Mance. They haven't really been doing much since. They're just terrified of the, the White Walkers. So, yeah, it should be an interesting uh, catalyst. Very, very excited to see what happens okay, there. Now, right down south to Dawn. The place of romance and wine and lots of fighting. Loads <laughs> of fighting. Bear fighting. Loads of fighting. Um, it's, it's been really well done so far. I mean, they've introduced things quite nicely. Um, yeah. You know, 
Dawn was kind of when was it first introduced? Really, I mean, it's this been briefly season. mentioned, but we got to meet um, oh, what was his name, Oberyn. Oberyn, Oberyn last, last season. Introduce, so it's segue, yeah, quite nicely into it. Um, I'm, what's going I'm, on I'm there? What's going on? I would slightly disagree. I'm not yeah. such a huge fans fan of the Dawn parts i just don't know because there was a lot oh of yeah there's not the a great deal yeah. they're like yeah we're gonna be in dawn we're gonna spend loads of time in dawn it's gonna be a huge thing and it is Nothing in the books really. but yeah as we get the glimpses we get like a few shots of the palace but as the whole country the desert landscape and everything yeah what we've really seen is a couple of sand dunes and the same shot of the palace that in the is garden. True. yeah i don't know it, seems it does a bit feel limited. a bit like season one and two with daenerys all over again and yeah all we got was really the fact that she says she was going from A to B never really did. We're still getting that now. It's the initial sort of, you know, the um, Sand Sisters are planning their revenge. It's all planning. It's all, there's not a lot of doing at the moment. Not a lot of doing. So that should pick up. And I reckon that they'll probably have a lot more focus on it in season six, do you reckon? Like yeah, maybe. now that they've introduced it a bit. Mm. But um, it, it all depends really on how much they want to differ from the source material, isn't it? Because. They could. I don't they, really know where they're. No, the plot no. there is so different that I have absolutely no, no idea, idea where they're going with that. Happening. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see it what will. they do. Yeah. Um, a couple of the other characters, Brian, still walking about with Pod. Not really hoping something there. will happen there, but I don't think it will by maybe the end of the season. The Battle of Winterfell, maybe Quite possibly she'll show up. Yeah. Because sort of I can't it. see her leaving until she knows that Sansa's safe. It's going to be interesting if she rocks up at that time she's going to have Stannis on one side who she knows killed yeah. Renly that, oh yeah Ooh. but then she's Her got to rescue Sansa to from the, the Boltons yeah so oof. Oh, could be an interesting time for it uh, could be an interesting time for Pod if he's trained up by then which I hope he is I hope he is Pod's a great character that'd be incredible that'd be and excellent. then another character Sam Tarly he's still at Winterfell getting Some bullied a little domestic bit issues domestic issues at the issues. wall <laughs> getting um, laid yeah that's true that's the trade-off Which, for him know, i guess but then you know the whole vowels and stuff yes oh, sam. naughty sam naughty naughty sam. naughty sam what yeah so not really sure what's gonna happen with sam no something at some point <laughs> no doubt <laughs> no doubt great prediction um there. yeah that's... anything else to discuss or well, i think we've pretty much covered I so. uh... i'm very much looking forward to watching the yeah, episode tomorrow be... night yeah absolutely i mean Which hopefully is the big episode nine well historically but I don't know. Will, have they mixed it up this time and put season, like episode eight as the the big one? I don't Did know. They, yeah, bump four seasons of the big episode nine ness. I'm scared. I'm scared for several characters. I don't know who. Just any of them. Any and all of them. Oh, that's the beauty of the show. That is. Uh, right. That's so, moving on. Now it's time to get musical. With the film section, the music section. <laughs> That's the one. Film, films later. Oh no, wait, we've already discussed films. But there's always time for more films. <laughs> but anyway, yes. music. As per, we will, I say as per, as per the last the episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we will both be reviewing an album each yep. of recently released material. So I will be reviewing Django Django's second album. They're not Duran Duran. <laughs> They're not the film Django Unchained. <laughs> There's something entirely separate. <laughs> and I will be reviewing it. And I will be reviewing slash discussing Tyler, the creator's new album, Cherry Bomb. Um, Tyler being the uh, sort of... The leader. The, the leader of... The Seth the, Rogen. Of, of the hip-hop collective. <clears throat> <laughs> Odd Future. Wolfgang. No. What? Mo- 
Something, something, something. Okay, you've probably heard of them. They're called Odd Future. Um, yeah. they, they've got a really long name. But um, it's his, yeah, his um, second, no, third um, sort of solo release, I believe. Yeah. In between working so. on sort of collaborations. Things. He does a lot so, of stuff. So. Yeah. So um, over to Davey. Okay. So I'll kick off with Django Django's second album, Born Under Saturn. Let's hear a little bit from it. Okay, so I think you might have heard there, they're sort of a band that have got their own sort of little niche in sound. Yeah. A lot of these, they're sort of one of these sort of new synthy indie bands. I guess I would compare them a bit to Alt-J a little bit. Do you reckon, yeah? D- different kind of sounds, but same sort of thing they're going for, using sort of 80s-ish Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's you've always got bands using like past musical like history elements, things like that, bringing it all in. Um, but they, they seem to put their own like nice little spin on it, haven't they? Yeah, they've definitely got their own unique sound. You could, I think you could, if you'd have heard Django Django before, you would instantly recognise all yeah. their songs. They've got the sort of distinctive guitar, um, the sort of harmonies in their vocals. God, I sound like a right player. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I mean, so they've got their synth sound, they've got yeah. their guitar sound. I was going to say. A Django Django track is quite distinctive. What I would say that is maybe my criticism of this album is is a little bit samey, the songs. Yeah. It runs I on mean, sort of a level all the way through. That Their last album, their first one, which was really well received, it got nominated for the Mercury Prize. Um, it did that a lot, but because it was quite fresh and new, yeah. it was maybe... They maybe haven't dared to go too far out on this one. No, I mean, it's, it's only different. their second offering, isn't it? So yeah. they're still probably finding their feet a bit. And um, I mean, it sounds each track has got its own merits, hasn't it? But mm. um, like you say, like I, you could definitely, the one criticism would probably be that it is a bit yeah. samey. I would um, say that in the last album, each track probably held its own a little bit more. It was yeah. a bit more diverse. They had um, 
they sort of had a surf rock sound. They had like a sort of an Egyptian themed one. It sort of uh, went right, in loads so of different directions. It's very, different it's very interesting. Things, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the nice thing actually listening to all the songs is they all, all involve an element of synth. Mm. But compared to some synth pop indie sort of bands you get, it's not overpowering. It doesn't cancel everything else yeah, out. There's no Al City here. No. That one, that first single that he released. Anyway, let's not talk about music we hate. Talk about music we love. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the album is really good. I recommend if you haven't listened to any Django Django, go back listen to their first album first. I would say. Yeah. It is it is the better album? It's stronger. But this album is pretty good. I've, and I bought this album on vinyl, Ooh, as nice. all good hipsters should. Yeah, absolutely. In my favourite record store I've ever been to. It's one in Portsmouth. If any of our listeners are from there, it's called Pie and Vinyl. See wow. Stephen's eyes light up. Two of my He's favorite things. Two of my. to hear that. But yeah, it's a shop that sells pies and it sells vinyl. That's the, the quite. That's that is a bold business move. <laughs> I mean, but it paid, it's paid off. off. It's yeah. great. It was really. It's, it's quite a little landmark, I think. Oh, I don't know why they didn't call it Pinal, but you know, <gasps> each to their own. Yeah. That would have been too yeah, easy. It is wicked there. So excellent. Yeah, if you're ever in Portsmouth area, go grab I, a pie I plan and go buy a, a pilgrimage record. there one day. We <laughs> shall revisit. You shall revisit. A pie pilgrimage. Yeah. Eat my first. <laughs> that was pie just miss that joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, Anywho. on to odd future. Yes, um, I will be discussing Cherry Bomb now. The second, no, third album uh, released by Tyler the Creator. So let's go ahead and have a listen. Um, so yeah, as we discussed briefly in the introduction, um, Tyler's sort of a part of a, a sort of group of rap artists, hip hop, yeah. that sort of thing, isn't he? Um, and so the group that contains groups. Yes, the group within groups. Um, so it's his solo release has been a bit few and far between, really, for how long he's been sort of involved in the yeah. music industry. But um, I mean, this the the main thing I can say about this album is it's uh, eclectic, like. Every song has got a different feel to it. You, That's good. You think the album's going in one direction and then it completely rewinds and sort of slows everything down. And um, it's, I don't know what it is. It, it, <laughs> it's just, there's a, there's a lot going on, basically. And I don't know if it's a statement by him, by Tyler if himself, because he likes he likes putting stories to his songs and he likes having purpose and, you know, 
these big ideas. So I don't know whether that's part of it or if you just thought, whatever. I want to make all of these songs. I want to make all of these types of different songs, yeah. Because, I mean, you've got... It starts with Death Camp, which is probably... um, I guess because on Future have been known for being fairly aggressive, haven't they? I yeah. mean, I'm not hugely um, familiar with their work, but from what I've heard, I mean, they're, they're pretty violent, not not physically, but the music. Yeah, the, the, the music, yeah. And the sort of uh, stage presence and things. And so, all... yeah, having seen them, they are pretty full on. They yeah. jump about, they run everywhere, they flip into the crowd. So, I mean, then you know, it makes for a great, really good, yeah. entertaining show. So, I mean, so half of the songs roughly sort of adhere to that, I think, including the opening. I think Left Brain got a haircut. Yeah, I saw them like on, on stage. stage. Nice. That's just nice. how they started the show. They just came out, yeah. lights on. He's just in a chair. Someone else was shaving his hair. That's <laughs> why not? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, that's that's pretty cool actually. That's uh, um, but that's so that's the kind of guys these guys are. And um, having said that, you get songs like I mean, you've got um, "Find Your Wings," which is sort of roughly around the halfway mark. Yeah. It's a lot more personal. It's kind of sounds more about. Pretty, sounds pretty touching. It is, yeah. It's sort of about, you know, type of like the music and the whole standard spiel of like, oh, I'm look at my fame and, you know, what am I going to do with it? Uh, try and be good. Sounds like a Pixar short. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. Pixar short in a, in a song. But, um, and that's got a lot more kind of jazzy influences, jazzy. swing, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, you've got all sorts going on, really. Um, towards the end of the album, you get quite a nice little uh, love song called. Do we bleep it here? Fucking young. We put explicit on the title. We can say what we fucking we want now, we want. Steve. We can say what we want. Well, the song is called Fucking Young. It's um, as the name suggests. It's uh, about I don't know if it's Tyler or like uh, one of his made-up characters. Probably Tyler. Probably Tyler. But, uh, <laughs> Tyler. 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 Uh, but uh, yeah, he's just talking about how he's found the perfect woman. You know, everything's great. It's all going well. It's just that she's underage, and it's. Uh, a pretty strong subject matter. I mean, hip hop problems it's packaged up as this like sweet little R and B number, <laughs> um, which kind of works, I guess, uh, to juxtapose it. And I guess it sums up exactly what he's out to do, isn't it? Like he, he wants to make good music, but you know, piss a few people off in the process. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, then they're not afraid to sort of pull no. punches, are they? They're no. pretty outspoken. And yeah, I mean, that's what's got them a lot of attention. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Of, of that's why I first heard them. Artists, exactly. Yeah, it was it was through their live shows and things mm. like that. So, um, um, a solid effort from Tyler. To be fair, it's nice on Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> I would have. It, when I first listened to it, it's like this is crazy. Like this, this is difficult to listen to. And then you get to the second half of the album, things sort of yeah calm down a bit. Um, so overall, yeah, absolutely worth listening to. It gets better with each listen, and you oh, kind of sh- learn to appreciate the. Um, the craziness you learn yes. to appreciate the distortion and everything like that so um yeah i'm yeah. sure tyler's waited with baiting breath how many duns are you giving it oh i'm gonna give this four duns four duns that's definitely a recommendation that is absolutely yeah so um no definitely go check it out um and i mean if nothing else it might sort of um open things up because once you discover tyler you've got a whole like not just Odd Future, you've got a whole wealth of people that he's collaborated with. So, Odd Future, um, I don't know if they're still doing it, but just go on their website and you can download so much of their music. Oh, really? They've got so much free like oh, mixtapes nice. and stuff. Yeah. So go check that out check if you like that it. Out. Yeah, nice one. So that was music. Uh, now on to the news. <laughs> That's the kazoos. Ah. <laughs> Coming up, FIFA scandal. 
that's it for this weekend. So, for all those who have not been following the news, not been like me, life. living under a rock, FIFA in a lot of trouble, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, probably a lot of trouble. Trouble by who though? That's the They're thing. The law. That's the thing. They, that seems to be how they've operated for for a while. Because you know, just let, let's start from the beginning. So, it's all about corruption. It's all about the World Cup, and apparently, it's all about Sepp Blatter. It is, Stephen. So, you just summed it just, up. Yeah, yeah. So Sepp Blatter won his election to be pre-FIFA candidate after much, you know, speculation. Should he, should he step down? What's going to happen? Is he going to win? Other big foot name footballers got involved, like Luis Figo. He was going to run, try and sort out, really? clean so up already the been world of football. Sepp Blatter won that. by a landslide. Did he? Then a week later, stepped down. Yeah. What is going on, people? I don't know. Someone who's read the news more than me might know. <laughs> but what I do know is that coincidentally, in a very short time span after all of this has happened, a film was released. A film, film. called United Passions. A film made by FIFA about FIFA starring Tim Roth and Sam Neill. Presumably for those that like FIFA, <laughs> but nobody, for all the football fans in the entire world, none of them enjoyed United's passions. It's it's not been released here yet. It's been released in the heartland of football, the United States. Nice. So nice. I, I just don't know why it's come out, no. not come out in Europe yet. But yeah. Shall we go United ahead and read some reviews? Let's do it. I'm on the IMDb now. Nice. It's got two out of ten. Two. Don't. Uh, oh, actually, I thought it was 2.1, but it doesn't. It has two. No, it's solid two. Dropped since then. It's dropped since I last looked at it. Oh, dear. Dear me. So, mate. yeah, no one really knows why this film has no. been made. Apparently, it cost 25 million to make, and it's. Box, That's enough. where all the I think in its the opening weekend, up, isn't it? They yeah. were like, "What do we do now that we've been found out? What do we do with all this money that we've like bribed from people?" <laughs> right, let's put it back into the business, but in a way when no one really notices it, and let's make an awful, awful film. It's intentional. They planned this. They planned for this film to be awful. Those poor families those. of those workers in Qatar <laughs> died for this. For this. For a two-star film. Sam Neill and I mean, Tim Roth and Gerard Depardieu. Depardieu. Some extremely it's good actors. Pretty great cast. Some extremely good actors. Terrible thing. <laughs> oh, awful. Ah, so, well, yeah. I haven't watched it. Look it might forward be to our review of that. Hopefully, yes. in a few weeks' time, <laughs> maybe if we if there's when no box. When it gets a UK coming. release. Yeah. yeah. So, um, not a great time for FIFA, really, is it? I mean. Um, as far as I'm aware, though, Seth Blatter's got in trouble before for things. He's and what I'm thinking lists, is, but... how is it any different from the last time corruption was anywhere sort of mentioned in regard to FIFA? Well, like, what's different this time? Because there's a huge sort of load of media around it this time compared to other times. I think the, what's, what's the really sparked this off is the World Cup bids, particularly for Guitar, which yeah. many deem unplayable Yeah, because of yeah, the climate. That, I mean, I struggle playing on a summer's day in <laughs> Devon. Doing so, that's, that's for a 3SI kickabout. Yeah. I'm, you know, Guitar's quite a bit hotter when you think and, about it. And they have had some really awful, like, deaths. Yeah, people have died. People have died. Building people have died I mean, deaths this. happen on work sites somewhat people regularly as part the of the job but not but. to this scale and not not to this no and there's you know uproar. why why did Qatar get this yeah. yeah is it because they paid FIFA lots of money 
Yes. Yes, yes is, is the answer. Uh, I mean, yeah, undeniably. And I guess they just want to find out whether that's because it was 100% dirty money or 95% oh, dirty yeah. money. I guess that's all they're trying to find out, isn't it? Not a huge difference, is I it? Mean, but... No, because no. so... as far as I'm aware, this corruption thing, this 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 happens every time. There's like, oh, was it or wasn't it? You know, was and it, yes, very very much so. This time, yes, <laughs> yes, yes it, was. it was. So, that's... do you think this will actually change anything though? No, no. So that's the news. And that is the news. Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. But um, I guess a bit. I guess it will be scrutinised a little more in the forthcoming bids, whenever they will be held. Potentially. Potentially. Although, who's still in charge? Who knows? Has Seth even left yet? Did he resign? But then so. has he actually resigned? I think he's left yet. Or because it, it will be one of those things like Russia, where it's like picked his coat up. Where it's like, yep, yeah, I'm I'm resigning, but there's this new opening that I'm taking, <laughs> and it's just slightly different from your job. But I'm in charge of you. Yeah, new, I'm now prime minister of, of, yeah, of FIFA. Of FIFA. <laughs> there we go. Watch this space, ladies and gentlemen. We've predicted this. Yeah. Much like we predict. Premier League on occasion is this like when Emperor Palpatine becomes just the Emperor yeah yeah. This or is. Senator this Palpatine. is that moment this yeah is that. the this facade is, what, is gone this is what's happening yeah oh done my days I hope Samuel L. Jackson doesn't die again <laughs> no no anyway that was that really is the news the news Thank you for joining us on this wonderful adventure. Yeah, well, this has been an adventure through time, really, because this, this episode is sort of, I don't know, it's, it's, it's taken it's a long time scale. There, there were multiple recordings along the way. Uh, we are now recording up to date. This is Tuesday, the 16th of June, we are recording this. Uh, a lot has happened a lot since has we started happened. this. So because of this, we're going to try and accommodate all of this in a bumper two episode special coming up soon wow so that'll be episodes three and four but basically back to back a few days apart yep. probably the release so first up is going to be our film and tv special so we'll be kicking off with jurassic world <laughs> nicely done what dinosaur was that baby what were you going for I was going for Brontosaurus. What are you going for Brontosaurus? I don't know. I guess I was going for like Steggy or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. The classic. the classic. But yes, very excited for that. It's had rave reviews. Um, it's We're so far in the future, slash the past, slash the present. What time Davey's are already we now? seen the film. Davey's already seen the I've film. Seen we're talking the about film. next week. Yeah. He's been to the future. He's come <laughs> back and the future is looking good. It's looking great. It's looking prehistoric. The nice. future never looks so old. Excellent. I cannot wait myself. Um... So we will, yeah, update you on that one next yeah. week. We'll also, another another bit of a time traveling thing. Yeah, here. We were, your favorite film from last month, <laughs> Mad, Mad Max, which we have both seen, and we will tell you more about. It's yeah, right. incredibly Oof. good. I'm, Just, don't, I'm give me spoilers away. You're telling them our star review. You're telling them our done review before you've even given the review. That's what I was about to say, though. Is of the big. The big old um, sort of Hollywood blockbuster movies, Jurassic World and Mad Max. I don't know which I'm gonna prefer. I'm, I know which I prefer. I know, yeah, that's that's what's got me thinking. Listen next I feel week. Like I'm predisposed to Mad Max, but I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised by the dinosaurs. 
I want them to. Well, velociraptors are sneaky. Yes. You will learn that the hard way. Oh. Also, to fit in, we talked a little bit about Game of Thrones. Well, we talked a lot of bit about Game of a Thrones lot this about week. Game of Thrones this and we week. realised, uh, listening to that, you've probably watched <laughs> all of Game of Thrones as we have. It's over. Season five has finished. So we're so going to hit submit on this pronto. Yeah. And if we could revise our previous statement, that was not a mid-season roundup that we just did. That was like a sort of a warm-up to the finale. That yeah. was, we, you know, that was a good, you know, 90% through. So now the finale has happened. So listen next time. Lots to talk about. Extremely big, exciting. Big spoiler explosion. Extravaganza. And of, a lot of theorising as well, I imagine, because mm. it's quite nice that we're all caught up, the book readers are all caught up, everything's caught up and everything's... Everything's to, open, to what's going to happen? So everything is up for speculation, which is, I think, it's great. Haven't felt that since, like, season one, when I didn't even realise there were books. <laughs> Haven't felt that way since then. So this Fair is good. Enough. This is good. Right, so that is episode three. That will be episode three Episode next four, which will follow shortly after, will be... E3 Entertainment Expo 2015. Pretty exciting. I always try and follow E3 somewhat casually. It's a huge event, and even if it's, you're not really into games. It's, it's hard gonna, to escape hear about the it, news yeah. that comes and out of this, it. This year seems particularly exciting. There's strong games being released. Um, a few games that have been like promised for a few years, finally coming out for the next year. Well, we've only really had a couple of days of it so far, and there's yeah, already been there's lots already of news come out, so yeah. hopefully by the end of next week we'll have the whole details on that, and yeah. we'll be able to... We'll sift through that and sort of cherry-pick the best bits, exactly. and uh, redistribute to. them to you guys at home. Cool. So that is what's coming up in the next two episodes of the podcast, so stay tuned, stay close to your pod casting device. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening! Bye! Bye!